Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, 15. Our Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for your holy written word, knowing that we can trust our lives to its provisions. We are thankful, dear Father God, for ears to hear, hearts to receive, minds to be open. Thank you, dear Father God, for the anointing to bring forth the truth and demonstration of the spirit of power, that our faith would stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We love you and bless you this night, dear Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just want to share with you a few steps toward healing, teaching us how to receive our healing through divine means or through divine methods. We believe that Jesus is the healer. We believe that God has provided for us a way to experience divine health and healing in our bodies. Well, tonight is our healing service. It means we've come here this evening for one purpose, and that is to receive. So if you're here and you've already released your faith and you believe God, you might just want to just stand and say, well, I'm just rejoicing here tonight that I'm well, that I'm whole, and that healing power of God is at work within me. And while you're doing that, see, you can have hands laid upon you in faith, and praise God, that power is just that much more effective. Amen. Because you can just charge yourself up with more of that power. Amen. I remember one individual said, I just laid in bed for a certain period of time and prayed in the Holy Ghost. I prayed, had, a, had a growth in her body. And she said, I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. I just listened to a particular tape that God told me to listen to. And I began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I was charging up the power within me. I was generating the power of God within me. I just kept praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in the Holy Ghost because the Bible said that the same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, if He dwells in me, He'll quicken my mortal body. That God the Father will quicken my mortal body by His Spirit. So I just gave Spirit place. As I spoke in other tongues, see, I gave the Spirit place. Allowed Him to generate miracle-working power inside my body. Amen. And so that power just kept generating and generating and generating and generating. And the growth be began to get smaller and smaller and smaller to finally it dissipated and disappeared. I said it disappeared. Amen. I said amen. It disappeared. Isn't that great to know? That's good news, isn't it? Glory to God, that's good news. But you see, how many would have the patience just to say, and she said, I'd go six hours a day, lying in the bed, just praying with the Holy, in other tongues, in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know what she had? She had faith in the power of God. I said she had faith in the power of God. She had faith in the power that she was generating by praying in the Holy Ghost. Because you see, if she didn't have faith in it, she wouldn't have been doing it. But she had faith in it, and, and because she had faith in it, she acted on it and did it. And so it drove out the disease, it drove out the, the growth in her body. Tumor-like thing. Well, step number one, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, 15. This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Our first step toward divine healing and health and receiving healing from, from God is being convinced that it is the will of God that we be healed. It's being absolutely convinced for ourselves that it is the will of God that we be healed. Now, notice I said for ourselves. In other words, you can't just say it's God's will for me to be healed because I said so. 
You can't say it's God's will for me to be healed because I heard some preacher on the radio say so. You can't say it's God's will for me to be healed because I heard some television evangelist say so. Or because you were at a meeting down the street or somebody where you work said so. Did you hear that? You can't do that. I said you can't do that. What you have to do is to look to the scriptures for yourself. What you have to do is to search the scriptures for yourself. What you have to do is to satisfy your own thinking by looking to the Word of God for yourself and say, I have researched the Scriptures. I have diligently sought in the Word of God the answer. And I have found it to be true that it is the will of God that I be healed. There's no shadow of doubt in my heart or mind. I know that I know that I know that I know. Not because somebody told me, not because even somebody showed me, but because I did my own work and research for myself and I know, I know for a fact that it is the will of God that I be every whit whole because I did my own homework and I did my own research. It is essential that we know for ourselves, not because the preacher said it, not because I said it, not because somebody else said it. It is essential that we know for ourselves because we've done the work ourselves that we be whole, that we be well. Amen. So that is step number one toward receiving our physical healing. Now you say, why is that step number one? Because it's impossible for anyone to have strong faith apart from knowing the will of God. I'll say it again. It is an impossibility for anyone to have strong faith for healing or any other subject of the Bible, any other promise of God or fact that God has you know, revealed to us in His Word, apart from knowing His will in the situation. Strong faith is based on the revealed will of God. When a person does not know the revealed will of God, if he does not understand the will of God, then of course he does not have a basis for strong faith. Why? Because I said right here, if we ask anything according to His will. If we ask anything according to His will. Well, if we don't know that it's His will, then we have doubt. If we have doubt, we don't have faith. Because faith and doubt, faith and unbelief don't work together. Amen. You see, you've got to determine what the will of God is. You can't ask, and, and if you get it, then determine that's the will of God. No, you've got to ask according to His will. The first step then toward divine healing and health is to ask according to the will of God by knowing it is the will of God that you be healed, knowing it for yourself. You have to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that it's the will of God that you are healed because you have researched the Scriptures for yourself. You've done your own homework. you studied to show yourself approving to God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. You are rightly dividing the Word of truth, and the Word of God has grown mightily and prevailing inside your heart and you know it's the will of God that you be healed, that you be well, that you be whole no matter what anybody says. And if someone comes along and says, well, I challenge that, you can say challenge it as you may. Do what you want. doesn't matter to me. But as far as I'm concerned, I know that I know that I know it's the will of God that I be every whit whole healed in spirit, delivered in spirit, healed in, in body and delivered in my mind. I know that's the will of God. I determine that, you see, and I rest in that. Amen. Why? Because you see, our confidence rests in this. Look at the scripture again. This is the confidence that we have in Him. Our confidence rests in knowings God, knowing God's will. Our confidence rests in knowing God's will. That's what our confidence is. It says right here, this is the confidence that we have in Him. Well, what is it, brother? If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. This is the confidence that we have in Him. Get a hold of that. This is the boldness that we have toward God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know He hears us, then we know we have the petition we desire of Him, whatever we ask. That is, whatever we ask according to His will. This is the confidence, this is the assurance that we have, this is the boldness that we have toward God. That if we ask anything according to His will. In other words, after determining the will of God, 
after researching and finding out what the will of God is, then knowing what the will of God is, and going to the Father and asking according to His will, we have confidence that He hears us. We have confidence that we have the petition that we've desired of Him. So step number one is a person must, must know beyond any shadow of a doubt in his own heart that it is the will of God that he or she be healed. Amen. Because you see, asking for it must be in line with God's will. So we ask according to his will and we know that he hears us. So we can say it like this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. See, faith doesn't only believe that God is able, but faith believes that God is willing. Faith believes that God is willing. As a matter of fact, we had that illustrated there with the, the, the story there about Daniel or, or the three Hebrew children over there in the burning fire furnace. When uh, the king said to bow down and worship, if you don't, we're going to throw into the fire furnace. What did they say? We're not careful to answer you in this matter, O king. Not careful at all. He said, who's the God that shall deliver you out of my hand? They said two things. Our God is able. The God that we serve, He is able. Make note of that. He's got the ability. Your God has the ability. He's able. See? In other words, He can. But secondly, and He will. Everyone say, He will. Say it again, He will. Did you get a hold of that? What did they say? Our God is able. It doesn't take a whole lot of faith to know that God's able. Does it? I mean, to, to know that God has ability, it doesn't take a whole lot of faith. God has ability. God can do all things. But you see, it takes faith to know that He's willing. So they said, Our God is able to deliver us out of the burning fire furnace and out of thine hand, O King. The God was serving. He wanted to know who, who's able. Well, our God is able. But they went one step further. And I like that. I like that. And He will. I said He will. Oh, King, I want you to know two things. The God that I serve is able to do that. He's able to protect me from that. He's able to deliver us from that. And I want you to know second thing, oh, King, He will. Boy, if that's not enough to get you to running and shouting, I don't know what is. He's able and He will. That constitutes great faith. They knew it. They knew it. He's able. He has the ability. Fire is not stronger than our God. He's able and He will. Period. Did you notice there was no room for doubt? See, will He? Yes, He will. Well, will you get healed when hands are laid on you tonight? Well, I hope so. Well, is your God able to do it? Is He? Well, will He? I said, will He? Boy, you better get shouting louder than that. I said, will He? We could stop right now and have the meeting. Oh, glory to God. Amen, that's it. Well, He will. He will. Watch and see. That's what, that's what they were saying. He's able and he will. Number two. Just, just, some, just some basic thoughts here. Basic 
foundational thoughts about faith in Him. Look uh, with me, if you would, please, to Psalms 66. And keep that in mind, what we just said there about if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, then we know we have the petition that we desire of Him. Whatever we ask according to His will. So step number one toward receiving your healing, appropriating healing, we can just call it receiving your healing, is to know that God is willing to know the will of God in the matter. And when you know the will of God in the matter, amen. You can ask according to His will. And when you ask according to His will, because you know His will, He hears you. And when you know that He hears you, you know that you have the petition that you've desired of Him. The key thing is to get Him to hear you. To get Him to hear you is to, get him, is to ask according to His will. To know His will is to study the Scriptures. To study the Scriptures means you can't be lazy. Amen? All right, Psalm 66. Now, I want you to notice over here in verse 18. The second step toward receiving your healing is to be sure that you have no unconfessed sin in your life. And we'll show you why. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not what? Will not what? Will not what? Did you hear that? Will not what? Well, what's your confidence? If you ask according to His will, He what? He heareth. See, He heareth me. And if I know He hears me, then I know I have the petition I desire to Him. But if I don't know that He hears me, then I can't be confident, see. Well, if I hide iniquity within my heart, if I regard iniquity within my heart, He said the Lord won't hear me. Even though you ask according to His will, He said the Lord won't hear me. Why? Because you see, the iniquity that I have... Uh, hidden within my heart is going to prevent him uh, from hearing me. He's going to choose not to hear. So we have to understand this here, that if we want God to hear us, we cannot have any unconfessed sin in our lives. Our spirit must be in fellowship with God. Do you see that? If we want to appropriate a physical blessing, how much more should we walk in the light of the spiritual? If we want a physical blessing from God, don't you think it's all important that we Walk in the light of spiritual blessings that we have. Let our spirit man be free from any contaminating sin. Absolutely. So you see right here, it says that if I regard iniquity in my heart, he won't hear me. But verily, look at verse 19. God hath heard me. Now that's bold, isn't it? I, and that's important there because it's, he said here that God hath heard me. Why is that important? Because if you know God heard you, you know you have. Do you see how that's closely related? If you know God heard you, you know you have. If you know God heard you, you know you have. So it's just to get Him to hear you. So to get Him to hear you, you've got to ask according to His will. To get Him to hear you, you can't hold iniquity within your heart, within my heart. Amen. Because if you do, He won't hear us. But if you don't have any iniquity within your heart, then the Bible says He hears you. He hath attended. I like this next part of this. He hath attended to, my, to the voice of my prayer. <laughs> he what? Did you, did you see, anybody ever attend to you? He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Do you see how personal that is? Do you see how intimate that is? I prayed, he attended. I prayed, he attended. I prayed, he attended to the voice of my prayer. My prayer has a voice. I prayed, he attended. Did you ever tell your kids to do something? Or did your kids ever ask you to do something? Did your boss ever tell you to do something? Amen. 
And did you tend to it? Did you do it? Certainly you did, unless you want to get fired. Amen. You attended to what they said to do. Now listen. He heard me and attended to the voice of my prayer. If we could stop right now, that'd be it. That's right to have a meeting right now. Just to start laying hands on people right now. Because if you know it's His will to heal you, and you have no iniquity within your heart, when you pray, God's going to start attending to the voice of your prayer. Amen. See, we've got to allow these things to sink deep within inside our spirit, within in our heart, because it's it's just it sounds so good. It's hard to imagine that He knows your voice. He hears your prayer. He knows your voice. Out of all the, the, the voices that are in the world, He hears your distinct voice. He hears what you spoke out. He hears what you said. You asked according to His will. You have no iniquity within your heart. He heard the voice of your prayer, and now He begins to attend to the voice of your prayer. And whatever you ask Him to do, you have the petition that you desired of Him. He'll do it. Didn't Jesus say Himself, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it? Think about that. It's, it's, these prayer scriptures are so simple, but they're profound. I mean, you'd ask me to do something, I'd ask you to do something, you ask you to do something, you ask your boss to do something, and all that sort of, and the boss asks you to do something. But think about asking Jesus to do something. We see, we think it's so much different there. But he's saying, no, just ask anything according to my will, and I'll do it. He said, demand your rights and privileges, and I'll do it. That's what he said. Simple. Simplicity of the gospel. But you see, we make it so difficult. It's the simplicity of the gospel. But we make it difficult because we don't meditate what he's saying. All right, so number one, first step toward it is what? To know the will of God. Well, is it the will of God that we be well? Yes. So if I ask according to his will, does he hear me? Yes, because I know his will for myself. Not because I said it or somebody else said it, but because you studied the scriptures for yourself and you know it's the will of God beyond any shadow of a doubt that I be well. Behold. Secondly, you hold no iniquity within your heart. You've allowed, you don't allow unforgiveness or anything ought to come into your heart to prevent him from hearing the voice of your prayer. And so you get that right with him and now you ask according to his will without iniquity in your heart, no sin within your heart, and you are guaranteed that he hears the voice of your prayer. Now go on back over there to 1 John chapter 3 and let's see something else uh, along those lines because it has something to do with confidence also. In 1 John chapter 3... And look at verse 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. Or persuade our hearts before Him. Now this is very important scripture, my beloved, because you realize the Bible said that, that Abraham was fully what? Fully what? That what God said he was able to what? To perform. That what God said he was able to perform. His heart was fully what? Fully persuaded. Well, why would you think his heart was fully persuaded? Because, you see, he had the revelation of God's will. He knew God's will in the matter. Yes, circumstances dictated otherwise, but he knew the will of God in the matter because God spoke. Okay. But also, he had no iniquity within his heart. He did not regard iniquity within his heart. And consequently, 
his heart was fully persuaded that with what God said, he was able also to perform. So he had faith in the ability of God to perform what he said. His heart was persuaded that God was able. Now, when it comes to you and me, we are to ask according to God's will, knowing that He's not only able to perform it, but He is willing to perform it. And actually, He's eagerly yearning to perform it in our lives. And this is how we persuade our hearts. This is how we build up our confidence within our hearts. This is how we have boldness built up within our heart. We make ourselves or our spirit man to become persuaded before God. This is how. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we what? Have what? See, our first step toward healing, toward healing, is a step that makes our hearts confident toward God. Then our hearts are confident, he said, toward God. Then have we confidence toward God. Our hearts are leaning toward God. Our hearts are confident toward God. That's what he's saying here. So when you know the will of God, your heart is confident toward God. I am confident that it's the will of God that I be well. Secondly, when you know that you have no iniquity, you regard no iniquity within your heart, your heart then does not condemn you and your heart is persuaded or confident toward God. Notice everything... Is enabling us to have confidence toward God. Confidence toward God. Knowing His will give us confidence towards God. Knowing we have no sin gives us confidence toward God. And he put the whole chapter in context. Walking in love gives us confidence toward God. That's what he's saying here. In other words, we give to our brother, we see their need, we get up, give out of a heart of love, and we don't set up our bowels of compassion. We give because we love to give, because we love God. We are walking in the realm of love, is what he's actually saying here. So our hearts do not condemn us. But if we're not walking in the realm of love, then we're not walking in, in, in the realm of life or of light. And we're not walking in the realm of God. Then our hearts will not be confident toward God. We won't be fully persuaded that what we ask Him, He's going to hear. But you see, if we know what His will is, and we ask according to His will, if we don't have iniquity in our heart, and if we walk in love, we are persuading our heart toward God, to believe God, to have confidence in our relationship with God. So our heart is now becoming confident toward God, so that I know that when I ask Him, you see this? That when I ask Him, I know He hears me. Why? Because I know His will. I have no sin. And I walk in His love. So my heart is what? Persuaded. Confident. i got good news for you if you're not confident because God's, the Bible says here, God's greater than your heart and knoweth all things. In other words, if it's, if it's not, then just get it right with God and he'll, he'll forgive you. And you'll have confidence. Look at the next verse. If our, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have we confidence toward God and whatsoever we want. There's a slim chance that we'll get it. Isn't that what it says? And whatsoever we ask. Now, now hold that thought there. Hold that thought. Whatsoever we ask, we want. Now, wait a minute. What did 1 John 5 say? 
What did 1 John 5 say? It said, if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know He heareth us, whatsoever we ask. See? That's according to His will. If we know He heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know we receive the petitions we desire of Him. But now notice in this one connection with that. Because we're walking in the realm of love and our heart is not condemning us, we are persuaded, our heart is persuaded toward God, we have confidence toward God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Now notice all this is talking about a way to build confidence within our heart. This is the confidence that we have in Him. See, the Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. We've quoted that, but many times we fail to recognize what He's saying. Coming boldly is coming with confidence. Having confidence means I know His will. I have no iniquity in my heart. I'm walking in the realm of His love. I'm persuading my heart toward God to be confident in God so that whatever I ask, I know He hears. And because I know He hears, I know I have the petition that I desired of Him. This all coming together for you? Do you see in that? But you see, when you're just in and out with God, you know what I'm saying? You know what happens? Your heart's not that confident. I mean, you, you say like this, well, you know, I didn't study today, I didn't pray today, and I didn't do this today, and I didn't do that today. And you know, you want to ask Him for a favor, you want to ask Him for a miracle or something like that, and you're not that confident on the inside. You ever been there? Have you ever been there? On the inside of your spirit, man, you know, it's just not all that bold and confident toward God. You see, you can't go to God that way. You know why? Because if you go to God that way, the devil will run all over you. You'll say this, you'll say, Father, I believe I received this in Jesus' name. And the first thought will come will be, the, be this one here. Why, you old ugly thing, you. Dare you ask God when you know what you did yesterday? Now, I know you snapped at your wife. Come on. And you know how upset you got with the kids yesterday? And you haven't been dealing with that like you're supposed to be dealing with that. You said you were going to deal with that, but you haven't been doing that. And you're telling me you're going to ask God for this miracle? And yet there you are, you haven't, you're still giving in to anger? If the devil can keep you in the realm of the mind, he'll whip you. But if you can keep him in the realm of faith, in the spiritual realm, you'll whip him. And you see, that's why it's essential that you build confidence before you pray. That's why it's essential that you know the will of God, that you have no iniquity within your heart. That is why it is essential that you're walking in the realm of His love. Because when you're doing those things, then the devil has nothing to use against you. So you have boldness. You have confidence. And now note this. If there's anything that your heart condemns you for, the Bible says He is faithful and just to forgive you sin to cleanse you from all unrighteousness so you can have confidence toward God once again. Do you see that? Now all this is talking about getting us to a place so that we can have confidence toward God so we can take steps toward our healing or our deliverance. So when you know what the will of God is, when you have no iniquity within your heart, when you're walking in the realm of love and keeping His commandments and doing things that are pleasing in His sight, then the Bible says you have confidence toward God. Confident. You're confident that what you ask, He hears. 
And if you know He hears, you have the petition that you desired of Him. Put these things together now, see? You're confident now because of all these things. Well, now let's look at another one. John's Gospel, chapter 20. John's Gospel, chapter 20. In John's Gospel, chapter 20, beginning at verse 24, the next thing that we have to know, now this is, we've already dealt with the heart, but the next thing we have to know uh, concerning receiving our healing is that faith believes and acts before it sees. Your heart is confident toward God because you know His will, because there's no sin, because you're, you're walking in the realm of love. You're keeping His commandments. You're doing things that are pleasing in His sight. And if you weren't doing that, then you've asked for forgiveness for that, and your heart is still confident toward God once again. So you know what His will is. You know it's His will that you be delivered, and so you can ask Him so that you can receive from Him. You're confident that when you ask according to His will, He hears you because there's no iniquity in your heart. You're asking according to His will. And because you know that He heard you, you know you have the petition that you desired of Him. Now, when you ask immediately, when prayer is offered, and you ask immediately, you receive your, your desired uh, petition. But you see, it doesn't instantaneously, always instantaneously, manifest itself in the natural realm. And so, it's, it's essential that we understand that faith believes and acts before it sees. Say that with me. Faith believes, faith and, believes. and acts yeah. before it sees. Faith believes and acts before it sees. See, you're confident now. You're just to the point right now. As a matter of fact, you're ready to say, My glory to God, that's me. I'm going to ask Him right now for this desire, whatever it is your petition is. I'm going to ask Him right I'm so confident right now because I'm doing those things. And you're just bold, you know. You know, when you walk in, into your office and your boss is in there and you've done all that he asked you to do, you can walk in there boldly. Did you get the job done? Oh, I got it all done. Everything, everything. Well, that's great. Why'd you walk in there so boldly? Because you did all the work. But if you didn't have, get half the work done, I mean, that's all you got was half the work done. How bold would you walk in that office? You're not, you're not going to walk in as bold. When you're doing what God has told you to do, when you're acting in line with what God has told you to do, then you have confidence to go boldly in His presence and say, Father God, this is what you said. This is what your will is. I'm confident in you. I'm coming boldly to your throne right now to receive exactly what my heart's desire is because it's according unto your will. You have confidence to do that. And so immediately you're to understand, I'm to understand that the moment you ask, at that moment, you actually do receive. The very second you ask is the very second that you receive. Daniel illustrates that in the third chapter. You go on reading over there uh, in Daniel and you'll, you'll find, find out there that in the 10th chapter, rather, you'll find out that, that he prayed, sought the Lord. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord was sent the, um, the moment that he had prayed. But you see, it wasn't manifested for 21 days. Why not? Because there was a prince of Persia came to stop uh, him from receiving what he had desired from God. So there was a warfare. There was a battle that took place in the unseen realm. And he said when he came, Daniel, I was sent immediately when you spoke your words. But then he illustrated or he explained to him all the problems that took place in the spiritual realm. So we are to know this, that faith believes 
and acts without seeing. We are to believe and act like we received what we asked God for without ever seeing it. Another step toward healing. First one is having confidence. Second one, knowing that faith believes and acts before it ever sees. Now, as you read this, Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. He said to them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I'll not believe. After eight days again his disciples were within, Thomas sat with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand, and thrust it in my side. Be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. Faith believes without seeing. Faith believes that God heard. Faith believes that God heard. And... I've received. Faith believes that God heard and I've received the petition I desired of Him without ever seeing it. Faith does not wait for manifestations. Faith does not look for manifestations. Faith believes that God heard, past tense, and faith believes that it has received the petition it desires of God without ever seeing. It is essential that we understand that if we want to take another step toward walking in our deliverance or healing. And look at Hebrews chapter 11 with me real quick. Hebrews chapter 11. Beginning at verse 1, we'll look at 1, 2, and 3. We'll look at verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report... And through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear or which are visible. This is the Faith Hall of Fame. It tells us that faith is the substance of the thing we hope for, but it's the evidence that we have something that we do not see, or the evidence that we have something that has not materialized in the natural realm. It's not going to get something. It has received something. It has received something because it knows that, that, that God heard what He had asked for. Because He asked according to God's will. So, this is our confidence. I've asked according to God's will. I know that He heard me. And because I know that He heard me, I know that I have received the petition that I desired of Him. Because I'm walking in His love and doing all those things. Now, I also know that faith believes it receives its desired result without ever seeing, because faith is the substance of what you hope for, but it is the proof or the evidence that you have what you do not see. Faith is the evidence that I have something that I do not see. I'll say that again because it's essential. Faith is the evidence that I have something that I do not see. I possess it. I have it. I've received it in the spiritual realm. I have it now. Faith says I have it now. Faith has two tenses. Did you know that? It's the past tense, it's the present tense. Whenever you find yourself saying, I will get it, that's not faith. But when you say, He heard me, and because He heard me, I received it, and because I received it, it's working in me now, 
That's present tense. That's past tense. Those are both in the realm of faith. You can say, I received the power of God into my body when hands were laid upon me. And let's say it's tomorrow. You can say, I received it yesterday. And that power is at work in me now. That is faith. It's the past tense. It's the present tense. But if you say, it's going to heal me, that's putting it off into the future tense. And I'm going to be healed someday. That is hope. Hope is a future tense. It will never bring anything into reality. Faith is the substance of what you hope for. It is the evidence of what we do not see. Now, I want you to notice in verse six and uh, verse 7, rather, something about this. By faith, Noah, being warned of God or informed of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, moved. Notice, by faith, Noah was informed and warned, and Noah moved. Do you see that? Faith moves in line with things that are not seen, even though they don't appear yet. And Noah was actively building an ark based on no physical evidence of a flood, not even a raindrop, but solely based on the word that was spoken by God. Faith is active. Faith is believing that what God says is apart from consulting our five physical senses to confirm that, whether it's true or not. Faith believes without seeing physical evidence. So Noah is here building an ark and he's doing it without physical evidence that there'll be a flood, but he is active in doing it but because he believes God's Word apart from any physical evidence. Now, it's essential that we understand that. Because, you see, if Noah would have waited for one raindrop to come, there would not have been time for Noah to build the ark. And they all would have drowned. They all would have died. Faith must act apart from physical sense knowledge evidences in order to be faith. It is not dependent on five, the five physical senses. It does not depend on the evidence of the senses to be the evidence of the things of the Spirit. Do you see that? Faith does not have to depend on the evidence of the senses. Actually, it would be an insult to consult the five physical senses to determine whether or not God's Word is true. It is an insult. Let's say it like it is. It's a slap in the face to God for us to consult our five physical senses to determine whether or not what God said is true. Mary did not say, I want more viable proof I want you to give me more Bible proof that I can have a child when I know not a man. She said, be it unto me according unto thy word. Faith believes the word of God apart from sense knowledge, five physical evidence. That's what it believes. It doesn't have to see it. It doesn't have to feel it. If God said it, that settles the issue right there. And it acts in harmony with that which was spoken. Now we're leading up to something here. Turn with me please to Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23. Know the scripture verse 19. But I want us all to see it. Because this is, uh, it may be a small statement, my brother and sister, but it is essential to faith. 
It is something that we have to keep feeding in our spirit man. We have to continually feed this into our spirit man. Because, you see, the father of lies will side up with our senses and continually tell us that it's not working in our lives. That you're not being made whole or you're not being well or, or that the power of God is not working. Because fill your body. Look what you see in the mirror. He'll always side up with your five physical senses to try to get you out of the realm of faith into the realm of reason so you can reason away your healing or your deliverance. But if we want to, to be strong in faith and if we want to know how to get closer to receiving our healing and, and, and our deliverance from God, then the next step that we all have to know after we know that faith does not depend on the evidence of the senses, that faith believes and acts before it ever sees any, anything in the physical realm, in the natural realm. If hands are laid on you tonight and you don't feel one thing as far as being better, it has nothing to do with it. As a matter of fact, it has not, it's as far as the east is from the west. One has nothing to do with the other. To consult my body to determine whether I'm healed is like asking my eye, to, my eye to hear. Now, that's ludicrous, and we know that. But it's just as ludicrous to ask my body whether or not it's healed after I've had hands laid on me in Jesus' name because God said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's not based on my feeling. It is based on His Word. And let's just be like Mary. Well, now, be it unto me, Lord, according unto Thy Word. Be it unto me, Lord, according unto Thy Word. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what medical science says. It doesn't matter to me what my body says. It doesn't matter what anybody says. She said, beat unto me, Lord, according unto my word, apart from anything else that could say otherwise. We must know next that God cannot lie. We must know that God cannot lie. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath God said, and shall he not do it? Or hath God spoken, and shall he not make it good? We must next know that God cannot lie. It is impossible for God to lie. God cannot, God will not lie. I'm sure he could if he wanted to, but he doesn't want to, so he can't, he can't and he won't. God cannot lie, God will not lie. So when you... Put inside your heart or your spirit that God cannot lie, that God will not lie, then you know that what you have received based on the authority of God's Word, even though it's contradicted by your five physical senses, has got to be yours because God cannot lie. If you've acted in harmony with His Word, which is His will, if you're confident because you have no sin in your life, you're walking in the realm of His love, and you know that faith must believe and act before it ever sees. In other words, you've got to be building. You've got to be building that ark. You've got to be doing something. It's just like the game of checkers. One brother said it, or Bosworth said it like this. He said, it's like the game of checkers. God has already moved. And once God has already made his move, when you're playing checkers, it's up to the other person to make their move. God's not going to make another move two moves in a row. God's not going to heal our bodies by making two moves in a row. He did something to provide healing for our bodies. That was His move. And once He made His move, it's our turn to jump on the devil. Amen. And act according to God's Word. And once you start acting according to God's Word, which is our move, we give God something to watch over to make His move in performing it in our lives. Do you see that? We give Him something to watch over to perform. 
We give Him some, a reason to make His move in our lives. We made our move after He made His move. Now it's His turn to make His move again because we've moved. What did the Bible say Noah did? He moved. Didn't say that? I said, didn't it say that? God said something. He initiated the move. You see, he did say something. Okay, he acted. Now it was up to Noah to do something. He acted. He moved. And once he moved, what happened? God moved. See, God moved again. Amen. So it is here. Same thing. Say it with me. God cannot lie. God will not lie. If God said it, if God said it, He will do it. If He spoke it, He'll make it good. For God cannot lie. God will not lie. And He said, Jesus said, In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. God said it. He cannot lie. You see, we have, a, we have authority to lay hands on the sick. Did you know that? Why? Because Jesus said, In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick. You see, our move then is to do what? To lay hands on the sick. What's his move to do after we lay hands on them? Make them recover. See to it that they recover. It's not my move. Do you see that? It's God's move. It's not even your move. Once you've been acting on, you're acting on God's word now because hands are laid on you and you said, what a joyful thing. I've asked according to his will, had hands laid upon me, power of God was administered to me, it's flowing in me now, it's active in me now, I've done my part, praise God. Now God's got to move. God's got to move. If he doesn't, he becomes a liar. And God can't lie. Don't you love that? That's boldness. That's faith. That's confidence. Glory to God. So God cannot lie. God will not lie. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll make it good. Another thing. I think I can stay here all night preaching along these lines. This is, this is just feeding my spirit. Jonah. Jonah. Go to the book of Jonah. Something else that is essential to know uh, if we want to receive our healing from God. We, it's essential that we know this. We have to know this. Because, you see, there's going to be a battle. You can always rest assured there's going to be a battle. Jonah's on page 998. In my Bible. Okay. <laughs> it's essential that we understand that even though we've done all of what we just said and what we spoke out, there's going to come opposition. There will be thoughts coming against our mind faster than you can shoot uh, bullets out of a machine gun. Do you know that? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, that are pulling down the strongholds, casting down thoughts and imaginations, that exalt themselves, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing to captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Once you've done all that, and you've said, God cannot lie, and hands were laid upon me, I've acted according to His will, I've asked in line with His will, I'm confident He heard me, I'm confident I have the petition I desired of Him, I know that God cannot lie, I've come calling things as be not as though they were, because faith believes, it receives, and acts like it before it ever sees any result, and you've done all that. 
Amen. You're doing all that, and that's exactly what we are to do, according to God's holy word. The enemy will always stick up his head to try to get us to do something different, like observe lying vanities. In, in, over here in, in, in Jonah chapter 2, look at verse 8. For they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that, that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. And although Jonah had all kind of symptoms round about him, when he was in the belly of the well, he called all those symptoms nothing but lying vanities. Now, let's notice something here. He did not deny them. He did not say they weren't there. He did not say they did not exist. And you know what? You know, you can fight the good fight of faith by saying this. You can talk to the devil just like this to show you that you don't have to deny the symptoms. You can say, devil, if I consulted with my body, yeah, my body would tell me I'm not whole. If I consulted with my mind, my mind would tell me I'm not whole. If I consulted with the medical doctor, the medical doctor would tell me that I'm not well. But I want you to know something, Mr. Devil. I consider all these symptoms as lying vanities. And I consider that God is true and that man is a liar. And these, these are all lying vanities. And as far as I am concerned, I know that God heard me. I know I have the petition. And my God... God cannot lie. I believe I receive. Therefore, I have. And I know that I'm set free in Jesus' name. Now, you can observe lying vanities and be destroyed. Or you can observe things that are not seen. See, why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For those things are temporal, but the other things are eternal. Do you see that? So, we don't deny the symptoms, but what are they? Lying vanities. So, let the body say what it wants. They're lying vanities. It's a lying vanity. And what God says is, for God cannot lie. Yea, let God be true. Let every man be a liar. Now, there's a scripture that you're probably very unfamiliar with, and we'll see that one next. It's found in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24. You see, it's essential. Another, another essential thing. We're just giving you steps toward healing. That's all. And then we're going to do it. We're going to carry it right out. Amen. We just may just go ahead and lay hands on, on whoever. I got something in me rolling around, and we'll, we'll do that. But first, let's do this. Mark eleven twenty four says, "Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and then you shall have them." Now I want you to know something here. Jesus did not say, "What things soever you desire when you pray, after twenty years believe you receive them." Jesus did not say, "What things you ever desire when you pray, after you receive them, then believe." He didn't say that, did he? He said, what things soever you desire when you pray, at the time of prayer, believe then that you receive them, and then you shall have them. In other words, once you've come, and we'll do it all again, according to God's will, you know what God's will is because you've consulted the book, the Bible, God's holy word. You found out what the will of God is, and so you're coming to ask according to His will. You have confidence in your heart. Why? Because there's no iniquity inside your heart. You have confidence and boldness. Why? Because you're walking in the realm of His love. Amen. 
And you know that you have to believe that faith believes and acts without seeing anything. And so you're just coming to do exactly what God's Word said. You know that He cannot lie. And you know that if there were any symptoms that were lingering in your body after the prayer of faith was made, well, obviously, you know those are just lying vanities. It's just, you know, straight from the pit. So, at the time of prayer, I'm just to be caught up and believe and I received. I believe I received my healing. I believe I received it. Not denying any symptom or anything like that. I just believe I received. I believe I received. I believe I received. So at the time of prayer, what am I to believe? See, that's making your move and taking your move, and then that enables God or it gives Him the right to take His or to make His move. Amen. And then we'll give you two more, and then we'll just go ahead and do it. In Hebrews chapter 10, 35 and 36. I know they're basic scriptures, but they are fundamental scriptures. They are principal scriptures. In Hebrews chapter 10, 35 and 36, that we must review constantly to build our faith. Now, I know what it's doing for you. I know what's doing on inside me. How about, I know what's doing on inside me. I like to go back and rehearse everything that God did for me and laugh right in the devil's face. There was a time when we were coming home from Youngstown, Ohio one time. And it was late at night, you know, we helped somebody and we we're walking in the realm of love and doing what God would, you know, doing things that are pleasing to the Father, like helping somebody who was in need. And I didn't know it. We were spending an hour in a, in, a, in a house with this person. Jason was just a baby at the time and he, I didn't know he developed a high fever and he was burning up over there in the car and I'm inside helping this fella. I finally get inside the car and she's had the baby, you know, him as a baby laying on her lap all that time for about an hour burning up and, and you know... Uh, <laughs> of course, it's, you know, it's not comfortable for them lying there in a the car like that, sitting waiting that, that long in the car. And so we just went on home, and, and she told me what had happened. I didn't say a word. You know, when you just don't say anything, you know, it's best not to say anything. Then to say something that's full of doubt and unbelief. And so I just went ahead, and, you know, I just pondered the, the matter. You know, here you are helping somebody, and all of a sudden the attack comes of the enemy. You know, and there's a child, your child burning up. I mean, burning up bad with fever, a high fever. And so I walked, you know, carried him like I always did, carried all the children, both boys, all the way up to the upstairs, you know, a lot of good exercise doing that. And I still do it, praise God. There's going to be a day when they're 35, I won't have to carry them anymore. I'm looking for that day, amen. But as long as I can still do it, I'm going to still do it. Sometimes I'll be walking around a ball, and I've got one on this arm, and I've got one on this arm. See, that's why I've got to keep working out and stay in shape, amen. Especially the way Jason's growing so rapidly, I've got to make sure, you know. Amen. I've got to make sure, for sure. Well, glory be to God. Well, anyhow, I carry them upstairs and, you know, and, and put BJ in bed. Then I walk and I put Jason in bed. I light him down in bed, you know. And I walk over there in, in, in the bed and I stand there. You can't explain these precious moments with God and in God. And I just stood there looking at him in his bed, lying in his bed. Do you, do you understand what I mean when I say this? It's as if you had an experience, but it wasn't something that was right there in the natural. You're lifted to a higher plane of spiritual awareness and you know that something is occurring, but, but you see, it's not like it's, it's, it's physical, but it's more spiritual. Do, do you know what I mean by that? It's like I was there just for seconds, you know, and I stood there and it was just like I had this revelation that just said like this, well, you walked in the realm of my love and you showed forth my love when you did that with that person who was, in, who was hurting and who was in need. And as much as you wanted to show love to that man, I want you to know that the same, I want to show that kind of love and more so to your son right now. And he was just lying there going, you know, from the, from the fever, just burning up and breathing heavy and all that. 
And I looked over. It was just like some confidence. Walking in the realm of love. Doing things that were pleasing to the Father. It just bored up my faith. I had so much confidence inside my heart. I looked. I just... just I was quite... In quite a distance. About three or four feet away. He's he, not right by his bed, but about three feet away. And I just looked right at his head. Right at his face. He just sound asleep. Breathing heavy. I just looked there. I looked right at him. And I said... In the name of Jesus, fever leave. And I tell you, it was like a bird. See, it's hard to explain. Like a shadow. Like, do you know what I mean? A shadow came right off his head and just left the room. And if you read that over there in Luke's Gospel, doesn't it say uh, that Jesus rebuked the fever and it left? Didn't it say that? Well, see, we've touched that realm. We, t- we touched that realm. That was instantaneous. Oh, yeah, I believe that the, 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 the more we get developed in it, faith and love, I believe that we'll have more instantaneous results. You understand that? But you see, we can't always just look for that because that's not, you know, the way faith always works. So you can't, you know, lose your confidence just because it wasn't instantaneous. But it was just like a, a bird-like cloud. Bird just went, lifted right up off of his forehead and just took off out the window. I'm convinced, my brother and sister, that that's the realm that God wants us to walk in. I said, I am convinced that that is the realm that God wants us to walk in. But you can, because, you see, we're so tied down to this realm here, we get so caught up in everyday affairs of life down here that we just go in and out of that realm. You know what I mean by that? We come to church and we touch that realm and, oh, we just want to stay there. But then we get back into the everyday, you know, uh, routine of life and we don't stay there in that realm. See? Uh, and consequently, we've got to get to a place of building up our faith before we can have that kind of faith. And then some people just operate on a lower type of faith, a lower level of faith instead of the higher level of faith. And their faith results are not going to be, be as, as uh, instantaneous, as, as, as quickly you know, manifested as they would like them to be. So that's why it pays to prepare yourself before you actually do it. Do you see that? And stay in that realm of love and walking in faith and in love because, you see, uh, your life depends on it. Your children's lives depend on it. Do you see that? If Satan can get you in the realm of anger, and, uh, well, let's, we'll see this here in a minute. If Satan can get you in the realm of anger, you see, it's not that you're not a child of God any longer. It's not that you don't have faith any longer. But you know what it is? You get so mad at yourself because you yielded to anger that you get upset with yourself and you don't want to forgive yourself right away. And so you walk around with your, you know, head down and moping a little bit. You know, well, Lord, I shouldn't have forgiven you to that. I shouldn't have done that. And you know what you've done? He's... he's uh, succeeded in putting your faith in bondage. It's like your faith is in jail and it can't work for you. It's there. You know that it's there. But you see, you dare not act boldly with it because you just, you know, you got into anger. See? And so now you feel guilty. I know in athletics, I, I guess I was that way. I didn't like to lose. I didn't like to lose. I always liked to win. And if, if I did something that, I, you know, that, that would uh, maybe cause us to lose or something like that, I just didn't like that. Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith 
and experience. God bless.